Denver Sports and 104.3 The Fan proudly present Be a Mentor, Be a Fan. Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor. Good morning. Be a mentor, be a fan is a campaign here at Denver Sports 104.3 The Fan that we are so proud to be pushing to try and encourage youth here in our area, here in our community of Denver to get involved in mentorship, to get involved in affecting the lives of young people, not just now, but for generations essentially to come. It's it's just an inherent part of everything that has to do with sports. And that's why we're getting these stories and we're, we're talking with some of our personalities that work, that work here at the radio station and have played in the National Football League to hear about how mentorship affected them. So we thank you for joining us this Saturday morning. I'm Rod Sharon, and I'm joined by Nate Jackson. You hear him weekdays on the Players Club here on 104.3 The Fan, former Broncos tight end as well. Nate, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Rod. Appreciate it. I, I want to just start off with just in general, your thoughts on, on mentorship and how important mentoring can be or receiving mentorship can be for a young person. What do you think of when I say mentorship? Well, a lot of times a young person or, or just a person in general doesn't know what he or she is actually capable of. Um, you have an inkling inside of you, a dream, an idea of something you want to do or could be. But sometimes it takes someone else to look at you and say, I believe in you. I believe you can do this. And, and they see you try and they encourage you. But they also say, I believe that you can do better and saying and hearing that I believe you can do better for me was always something that spurned me on yes you want to be encouraged for the things you're doing well but you also want to be coached and taught how to do things better that you might not be doing well and I feel like mentorship when it's at its best convinces you that you could do something that you might not be sure you could do convinces you to get the most out of yourself and believe in yourself really because there's look there's competing factors in society there's positive, there's negative, there's stuff that brings us down, there's stuff that lifts us up. And mentors lift you up. Mentors make you believe in yourself. And that's why I think they're important. Well, Nate, some of the things you just talked about there must have been extremely impactful in your career because you have such a unique journey. I mean, everybody has their own journey, but yours is extremely unique. And, and, and we'll talk a little bit about that as we go through the program this morning. But to go from a Division three smaller school to the National Football League is not common. So you must have had mentors along the way that did exactly what you just described, made you believe that you could do things that maybe um, just conventional wisdom would have said that you couldn't. Yeah, so so it started off with my father. My father was obviously my first mentor um, because he instilled a sense of, of wonder, of belief in the self, but he didn't steer me towards anything in particular. He let me and my compass steer the way, and I wanted to be playing sports. And so aside from my dad, my mentors ended up being coaches. Um, I was a swimmer and a soccer player as a kid. My parents wouldn't let me play football until I got to high school. Uh dedicated swimmer, dedicated soccer player, but it wasn't until I got to football that I really understood discipline and um, and how to work hard every day and be accountable to the guy next to you because in football, if you if you're lackadaisical one day, you get you get smacked, you land on your butt, you know? And so I had to bring it every day. And I think my my first real mentor was my coach, high school coach Myron Zakeo, who was taught me more about the psychology of sports than anybody else and how your mentality day in and day out is what's going to make you successful. I did not get recruited much out of high school at all. I went to a very small school. 
I was a wide receiver. We ran the wing T offense, which is three running backs. A lot of misdirection there. Um, but the receiver, there was only one receiver on the field, and that was me. So I didn't get a lot of action. Not a lot of offers from college. I walked on to a 1AA school, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, and I got cut. Um, Larry Welsh, that was the name of the coach who told me, Nate, you're too slow to play receiver, you're too small to play tight end, and there's no room for you on this team. I went back to school my sophomore year just being a student in college, and I really missed the game of football. Talked to Myron Zakeo, my high school coach, about w- what he suggested I could do because I still wanted to play. He put me in co- contact with a coach at Division Three Menlo College named Fred Judici, and Fred ended up being a mentor of mine and bringing me to Menlo. And really the dream unfolded at Menlo. I was able to play in front of some uh, coaches who had NFL experience and Bill Walsh ended up being there uh, because his son was the athletic director at Menlo prior to me getting there so I was able to show my stuff in front of men who understood what it took to get to the next level and they instilled a sense of confidence in me and told me Nate you can do it so um, it was equal parts rejection and uh, encouragement that allowed me that right type of mix to put me to the next level and it's interesting as you mentioned you're in college and you call back to that same high school coach so clearly there was a a relationship a trust level that had been developed there between mentor and mentee that years later you continued upon and that's one of the real virtues and values of getting involved in mentorship and that's why we're encouraging everyone to head to denversports.com slash mentor learn more about mentorship how you can get involved we're proud to be partnered with big brothers big sisters of Colorado they are in desperate need of volunteers of bigs that can help cultivate some of these relationships that Nate's talking about right now that helped him achieve his goals or even if they're not in athletics they could be in any kind of walk of life and we'll talk about that a little later in the program but again denversports.com slash mentor to learn more and, and I definitely want to spend some time on Bill Walsh later in the program Nate because I know how influential and impactful he was on your career and life as we went but let, let's pick it up here that you wind up getting to Menlo College a division three school because you want to continue to chase your dream of playing football at the encouragement of the mentor you had from your high school relationship what kind of mentor and what uh, mentorship and relationships did you foster while you were at Menlo yeah uh, real quick before I got to Menlo I was a student at Cal Poly I was in a fraternity I was playing fraternity sports with my friends um, going to parties it was you know a a wonderful social atmosphere at that school but something was missing in my heart Um, football was missing that competition was missing and my high school coach Myron encouraged me to chase that but when I told my friends at Cal Poly, I, I'm leaving. I'm going to Menlo College. They're like, where? Men what? I've never heard of it. It was a school with 500 students. That was clearly not my plan. But I changed my plan because sometimes plans change and you have to be open to your plan changing. And I know I talk to a lot of kids who you know want to go D1. They want to get the scholarship. They want to go to the Power 5 program. But I tell them my story. And what was more important for me was to find a place where I could play ball with my friends. And that's where my dream really unfolded. Do you really want to go somewhere where you just ride the bench, but you're on the team and you don't have the type of experience you want playing the game you love? It's really about being able to adjust your plan when things reveal themselves in your path. I adjusted the plan. I was open to changing my environment. I followed the advice of my coach and I, and I transferred to Menlo College. And I, when I got there, the head coach there was a guy named Ken Marjoram, who was a wide receiver at Stanford. Uh, he might have been 
there with John Elway back in the day. He was on the 85 Bears. He had a Super Bowl ring. And on his staff were Doug Cosby, who's a, a legendary tight end, played for the Cowboys, all pro. Keith Millard was the defensive coordinator who was a you know defensive end for the Minnesota Vikings back in the day. Tom Rathman was a running back coach. There was a bunch of NFL guys who were there. But Ken Marjoram ended up being a mentor of mine. Doug Cosby, who took over the head coach next year, was a mentor of mine. A position coach who came in named Dave Muir was a mentor of mine. He was actually Ryan Leaf's roommate at Washington State. And he was a backup there, backup quarterback. So there was all these men around me who had played at the next level, who had been at that level, and who were now coaching in D3 where nobody goes pro. But they looked at me and said, Nate, you can do it. I've been there. You can do it. But you got to give me more every single day. And that's when I talk about a coach looking at you and say, you can do better. And it started with Myron Zakeo, my high school coach, with that twinkle in his eye, always demanding that you give a little bit more. Even when you made a great play, he, he congratulated you for that, but you can do better. And so I always internalized that and I valued that, especially in football. Well, it certainly worked out for you because you did wind up becoming one of those really rare stories. Stories of somebody who goes from playing Division Three to the NFL. He's Nate Jackson. I'm Rod Sharon. It's a be a mentor, be a fan. Saturday morning as we're discussing mentorship, the value of it, getting involved in young people's lives, making an impact on people. Uh, we are encouraging everyone go to denversports.com slash mentor to learn more, find out how you can get involved with organizations like Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado that could really use your help. And there's young people in our community that could use your help. So, Nate. You're at Menlo. You, you, you have the, these individuals you're mentioning that, that clearly made a really profound impact on you and believing in yourself and pushing you to do that much more that, that, you, that you could make it. At that point in time, because of your faith in them and the mentorship, did you believe that you could make it? So I ended up playing three years of football at Menlo College. Okay, I transferred there basically as a junior. So my third year of college, I hadn't played college football freshman, sophomore year at all. So I transfer there. It's my junior year and it's my first year of college football. I didn't know how good I could be. And that first season, I, I think, you know, rose above some of the expectations of those who who had me there and I had, you know, a, a pretty darn good first season there. And that off season, I committed myself to learning how to run. Uh, technically, I did some track training and stuff like that. I came back that, that next preseason and I was faster. I was leaner. I had grown into my body better. And I was looking like somebody who may be, who may have a shot at the next level. And my coach, the guy I mentioned, Dave Muir, who was Ryan Lee's roommate, called me in after a couple days of training camp. And this was his first year there. And he was my receiver coach. And he, he sat me down and said, Nate, you're going to make it and play on Sundays. I've seen it. I see it in you. And that's, that conversation was when I started being like, okay, I see it too. I see it too. And so at that point, I flipped the switch and that was the only thing that was in my mind. And the numbers followed. I mean, I was a wide receiver. We were putting up astronomical numbers. And then at some point, I believe it was that season, Bill Walsh used to come to our games and he would stand on the sidelines. Now, Bill Walsh was a hero of mine as a child. I grew up in the Bay Area. The 49ers were my team. Um, and Bill Walsh was the leader of that team. I idolized that man. And so when he would come and stand on the sidelines of our game, I always knew he was there. Unmistakable silver hair, the way he stood, arms folded, omniscient gaze, the football man who sees everything, was watching me play. After a, a particularly good game I had, my coach Doug Cosby said, hey, Bill wants to talk to you. 
I had not met Bill prior to that. So I uh, put my helmet down. I run over to him and I met him for the first time. And we're going to hear more about that relationship and that mentorship between Nate and the immortal Bill Walsh when we come back right here on 104.3 The Fan. Denver Sports and 104.3 The Fan proudly present Be a Mentor, Be a Fan. Learn more about getting involved at denversports.com slash mentor. Welcome back to Be a Mentor, Be a Fan here on 104.3 The Fan. I'm Rod Sharon along with Nate Jackson here in weekday mornings on the Players Club, former Broncos tight end. We're talking about mentorship today and the importance of mentorship as we're trying to encourage people here in the Denver community to get involved, become a mentor, affect someone's life, not just now, but for years and years to come. Head to denversports.com slash mentor. You can learn more. We're proud to be partnered with Big Brothers Big Sisters of Colorado, who's looking for young people, especially men to get involved in mentoring and Nate you were telling us about your first encounter with Bill Walsh the legendary Bill Walsh you're a division three athlete at Menlo College Bill Walsh's son is the athletic director at the school so he through that kind of connection winds up watching you and you get the opportunity to meet the legendary Bill Walsh and start something that would change your life forever. Yep. My coach Doug Cosby told me Bill wants to talk to you. And this was after a really good game I had and we had won the game. It was an exciting game for our team. And uh, I dropped my helmet and I ran over there to the legend. It was a man I had idolized my whole life. And he called me over and um, I was nervous. I didn't really know what to say. He basically did the talk and he said, Nate, just wanted to, to meet you. Um, great game. Keep doing what you're doing. You're going to get a chance at the next level. You can do that. And that's what I remember from that conversation. You know, I was kind of nodding and saying, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I shook his hand and I jogged away from there. At that same game, there was a USA Today reporter who was doing a story on me because I was putting up some big numbers at that point in the season. And he asked Bill Walsh for some quotes about me. And he wrote the article and there were some quotes from Bill Walsh in there. Bill Walsh saying, this guy reminds me a lot of Ed McCaffrey. He's he's, you know, whatever. He can do it. He can play at the next level. He has size and a rare combination of blah, 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 blah. That article came out. All of a sudden, scouts started coming to Menlo and talking to me. Agents started giving me a call. And so that's the ball really began to, to roll there. Um, and then after my college career, Bill Walsh, who was not coaching anymore, he was a consultant with the 49ers. He was also on the board of directors for the East-West Shrine game. And he was instrumental in getting me selected to the East-West Shrine game, which is a college all-star game where most of the D1 talent goes and plays while I was the only D3 player in that game. Prior to the game, I pulled my hamstring, okay? And so I, I, I walked into that week of practice with a pulled hamstring, trying to disguise my limp, and in the second day of practice, I tore my hamstring. I did not get to play in that game. I was completely devastated. I believe that my chance had slipped through my fingers because that was what I thought was my opportunity to show I could play with different, you know, better talent. And I was sitting there, I was walking out to the uh, practice field during that week at East-West Shrine game, limping, and I see Bill Walsh, and he was standing there. And he stopped me. He said, Nate, are you okay? And I said, you know, no, um, my hamstring's torn, but I'm I'm just devastated, and I don't think I'm going to get my chance, and blah, blah, blah. And he said, Nate, you just worry about getting healthy. You're going to get your chance. You're going to get into camp. That's what you need to get into a camp, and then you're going to show your stuff. And just that brief conversation I had with Bill right there, uh, at the East West Shrine game, it was at Stanford. 
put me at ease and really maybe, encouraging. I mean, absolutely. especially from a legend like that. The, the legend was telling me it was going to be all right. And I was in the tank, man. I thought my career had just, you know, my chance was over. But he let me know, get this thing right. You're going to get into camp. He was right. I rehabbed the injury. I got into camp. I got signed to the 49ers after the draft as a free agent. Obviously, Bill Walsh had something to do with that. He was a consultant there. And I had a really good camp, but I also had a bad shoulder. And my shoulder acted up again. I ended up getting cut at the end of that training camp. Um, had to live at home with mom and dad that year and have surgery on their insurance. The 49ers signed me back after that season was over. Bill Walsh was still a consultant there, but he didn't have his hands on the team. He was just upstairs, had an office, and now there was a new coach. It was Steve Mariucci the previous year I was there. He got fired, and then Coach Erickson was there. I went through the whole offseason again with them, all mini camps, training camp. It was stuck down at the depth chart. And then I got a tap on my shoulder one day in the middle of August. And someone said, Bill wants to talk to you up in his office. I had never been up in Bill's office there. I saw him around. He wasn't really involved much. We nodded and said hello. But I walked upstairs to him. I, I was taped up to go out to practice. I had my jersey on, my helmet in my hand. I threw my helmet in my locker, went upstairs into his office. He said, Nate, sit down. I sat down. He said, we traded you to Denver. Your flight leaves in three hours. Here's why we traded you. You know, it looked like you were... I asked Coach Erickson if you were going to make the team here. He said, probably not. I said, can I make a couple calls on his behalf? He said, sure. He called two people, Brian Billick in, in, in Baltimore and Mike Shanahan here in Denver. Mike said, yeah, sure, bring him over. I'll take a look at him. So I got traded for a conditional seventh-round draft pick that they didn't have to give up because I didn't make the active roster. I made the practice squad. But that was Bill Walsh picking up the phone, calling Mike Shanahan and Mike Shanahan being open to it because he respected Bill so much as well. And my career, which was dead in the water, got resurrected by Bill Walsh and Mike Shanahan and I ended up playing six years here and I owe it all to Bill Walsh and that relationship that you guys built again that obviously your talents which you've done on the field had attracted Bill but clearly it took a liking to you to, to still help you he didn't have to go out of his way no. to, to make those phone calls and help you along the way and I'm sure that's a relationship you, you still hold close today because of everything that came of it you know I did and I do and um, when Bill Walsh passed away it was i believe it was 2007 or 2008 we were in the middle of training camp here okay a head coach can't leave his team in the middle of training camp but the funeral was in the middle of the summer mike shanahan chartered an airplane for me and john lynch to go to the funeral and basically represent him and the team in the middle of training camp so john and i hopped on that private plane and went to that funeral and sat in that pew in the back of a Stanford church and I looked around the room and I saw all of my childhood heroes there all of them feeling the same thing towards this man who was instrumental in their lives was a mentor who helped them and didn't have to and gave like this guy didn't have to help the D3 Menlo guy you know to, to me prior to meeting him I thought it was all about Jerry Rice Joe Montana the legends why would he stick his neck out for a kid from San Jose who got cut from Cal Poly because that's who he was. He was a teacher at heart. He was a mentor at heart. And he didn't discern. It wasn't about how big of a name you were or anything like that. He believed what he believed. He gave his time and his heart to those who he thought he could help. I was one of those guys. And I felt incredibly blessed sitting in that church, being able to have that moment. Um, you know, I was all bruised up and welted up from training camp and limping and had blisters on my feet and uh, was sitting there just in awe of that moment and the impact that he made on thousands and thousands of people like me. 
denversports.com slash mentors, where you can go to learn more about be a mentor, be a fan. Uh, there's resources on there, including information of how to get involved with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Colorado and start to make an impact as big or small. It doesn't have to be sports, uh, just like some of the stories you're hearing today from Nate Jackson. I'm Rod Sharon. We're kind of going through this uh, history of Nate's career as it relates to mentorship and some of the mentors that helped him go from a Division three athlete to an NFL veteran player. And we've spent a lot of time talking about Bill Walsh, but he did eventually trade you and you are out of the hands of Bill and then into the hands of Mike Shanahan and one of the most legendary coaches in NFL history and certainly an iconic name here in this region in Denver forever. What was your relationship like with Mike? You know, I would say it was, it was very similar. Like Mike, you know, didn't have to stick out his neck for me, but saw in me um, something that he looks for in the athletes that he coaches. And that's someone who's committed, who's someone who's willing to be a good teammate and work hard every day and do the little things the right way. That's a Coach Shanahan phrase. He says that often. You got to do the little things the right way. It's not about the big things. It's not about making a big play in the game, in the big game. It's about who are you every single day? How do you treat your teammates? What kind of teammate are you? Are you reliable? Are you accountable? Do you care about this? Does it matter to you? Are you willing to put in the work? Are you passionate about it? Are you a good person? That stuff matters. And, you know, when I was talking about the impact that Bill Wells had on everybody in that church, I know that Mike Shanahan has had that type of impact on everyone who's played for him. You know, I went to um, Mike's Ring of Fame party that he had at his house last year. And just to see the gratitude in that house that every single person had for him, for that man, for what he did for them in their careers and their lives. I think back about my time as a Denver Bronco. I'm fond of those memories because that was me at my best. And he believed in me at my best. And I was honored to be on that field with those guys because I know that he allowed me to be on that field. And when someone you respect as a mentor, as a sort of father figure, as a coach, puts you in a position to represent him and his team on a field, there was nothing more honorable for me than that. And there was nothing I wouldn't have done to prove that. And anything he asked me to do, I would do. And so I know to a man, everybody who played for him felt the same way, fond about their time here. The memories are amazing, not just on the field, but really the brotherhood, the camaraderie, the connections that we make in that locker room were because he handpicked us to be together. And, you know, it was an honor to be there. And, I still have a good relationship with him now. He's still open to, to imparting wisdom, to talking football, to meeting up with me. You know, I'm a D3 kid. You know, I'm not in the ring of fame. I'm never going to be up there. I mean, probably not. But uh, that doesn't stop Mike from treating me like everybody else he ever coached. And so I respect that about him, just like I respected that about Bill Walsh. So your football career ends... And you take this unique journey, Nate, where you become a New York Times bestselling author, and then eventually you become a talk show host here in Denver on The Fan. Uh, did you have any guidance or mentors along the way to start this media broadcasting writing career? Yes. Yeah, so the writing career, I had a mentor named Stefan Fatsis, who wrote a book called A Few Seconds of Panic, and he was embedded in the Broncos training camp in 2006, I believe, as a journalist reporter. He was going to write a book about it. We became became friends. He knew I was a writer. And so when I stopped playing, I started, you know, writing some stuff and sending it to him for his ideas. And he would know where to send it. And he would send it to this newspaper or this publication. And he ended up guiding me into my into my writing career and did so very 
very selflessly. He didn't have to do any of that. Um, he had the connections and he wanted to help me out. And a lot of times when a player leaves the NFL or, or his sport or his or her sport, they're lost. They don't know what to do with that next step, um, where to connect, how to start, um, how to make inroads, you know? And so Stefan really helped me ease into that transition, connected me with the right people. And I ended up writing a couple books because of that. And then the radio thing, you know, was after spending a lot of time in LA trying to be a writer. And I had had invitations to be on the radio in the past, but then, you know, this guy named Raj Sharon, <laughs> uh, have you heard of him? You know, what's funny. You're about to give me credit, but in truth, I, and I remembered you as a player, but I heard about you from Darren McKee. Who I, I think you probably say has been a bit of a radio mentor to you. He was the one who Absolutely. called me and said, yep. hey, do you remember the Snake Jackson? Yeah, I remember. You know, you should give him a call. I think he'd be pretty good at radio. And obviously you guys had stayed in some level of contact after you got done. And I'm sure he's given you some advice and guidance since you started this part of your career. Absolutely. So I met DMAC at the end of my career. And I remember the moment I met DMAC. I was actually, everyone remembers the first time. <laughs> DMAC, right? Like, who is this super caffeinated leprechaun ju- like jumping in front of me as I'm trying to walk to the locker room after a practice? <laughs> but he was like really, you know, energetic and enthusiastic and wanted me to do like a, a, a weekly spot on the radio show that he was doing. And so I did that for a couple of weeks and called in and, and uh, we developed a relationship there. And yeah, you're right. To this day, even now. DMAC's a great sounding board for me. He's been able to like, you know, like Myron Zakeo, my high school coach, like Bill Walsh, like Mike Shanahan, look at me and, and give me a compliment, but also say, and I believe you can do better. You know, and I believe that your potential is even greater than you might think. And, you know, he's been just because he, he's so experienced, so wise and so good at his job, been able to impart wisdom on me. That's that that's been unique and directed towards me as an individual. It's not like, oh, you're a former player. You'd be great. You know, just tell stories. No, like he sees me and my skill set and wants to facilitate that and help me be better and see what the limits or not even the limits, what I could do with what I'm good at, you know. And so I really value you Darren I really value you Raj because three years ago right now I was living in LA uh COVID was about to hit I had a a wife who had just given birth to a son and I was pretty fed up with LA actually I'd been trying to be a writer there and pitching pilots and having meetings and doing all this stuff that wasn't bearing any fruit and so um I took the opportunity to come out here at the behest of you Raj I've been here almost three years and I have you to thank for it and uh I'm really happy to be here. Well, all these examples you're using are many of the reasons why it's so impactful to get involved in someone's life as a mentor and mentor them or, and then obviously receive, you know, the advice as a mentee. And that's why that's what be a mentor, be a fan is all about. And that's why we're encouraging everyone to head to denversports.com slash mentor and uh, read the resources and, and find ways that you can get involved with great programs like Big Brothers, Big Sisters, or, or, or maybe it's coaching at your local peewee or high school, whatever it is, but just get involved in the community and helping people. Or even if you're an adult and, and, and there's someone new in your in your career circle that you can help help along the way the value that you give out as a mentor sometimes is exceeded by what you get back out of it it's, it's so rewarding to watch someone like you Nate blossom from you know not having really any radio experience of years ago to doing what you did now the same way you did in your football career Nate thank you so much for taking the time to join us this morning talk a little bit about mentorship it was a lot of fun I loved it man I appreciate this conversation I think it's really important thanks for having me uh, having me on you got it Nate Jackson here on weekday mornings from 9 to 11 on the Players Club here on 104.3 The Fan I'm Rod sharing the website one more time denversports.com slash mentor. Be a mentor. Be a fan.